Will you please turn to the book of Revelation? Chapter 2. We'll just read verse 5. Revelation chapter 2, verse 5. Remember, therefore, whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works. But if not, I'm coming to thee, and I will remove thy lampstand out of his place, except thou shalt repent. 所以应当回想你是从哪里坠落的，并要悔改，行起初所行的事。你若不悔改，我就临到你那里，把你的灯台从原处挪去。The same book, chapter twenty-one，同一卷书第二十一章。We'll read from verse one through verse seven. 我们从第一节读到第七节。And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea exists no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of the heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice out of the heaven, saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with man, and he shall tabernacle with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them their God, and he shall wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall not exist any more, nor grief, nor cry, nor distress, shall exist any more, for the former things have passed away. And he that sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he says to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give to him that thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcomes shall inherit these things, and I will be to him God, and he shall be to me son. 启示录二十一章第一节到第七节。我又看见一个新天新地，因为先前的天地已经过去了，海也不再有了。我又看见圣城。新耶路撒冷由神那里从天而降，预备好了，就如心腹装饰整齐，等候丈夫。我听见有大声音从宝座出来说：“看哪，神的帐幕在人间，他要与人同住，他们要做他的子民，神要亲自与他们同在，做他
我是阿拉法，我是俄梅伽，我是粗，我是中，我要将生命权的水白白赐给那口渴的人喝。得胜的必承受这些伟业，我要做他的神，他要做我的儿子。May we have another word of prayer？请我们再有一些祷告。Dear Lord, as we continue together in Thy presence, 亲爱的主啊，当我们继续的来到你的面前的时候， our hearts are full of gratitude. 我们心里面充满了感谢。How we praise and thank Thee that Thou art the one who saves us. 我们实在要感谢赞美你，因为你是拯救我们的那一位。Thou art the one who save us to the uttermost. And this is all for thy own glory. We thank thee for the privilege of having gathered together before thy table. We thank thee for bringing out of ourselves and bringing us completely, totally to yourself. We You are truly the first and the last. Dear Lord, if thou hast still something to say to us, 亲爱的主啊，若是你还有一些话要向我们说，Will you please, by thy spirit, release thy word？请你借着你的圣灵释放你的话语。Thou knowest each and every one of us。用高油高我们每一个人。Thou the one who knows us so well。你认识我们每一个人。Will you not, by thy word, deliver us completely? 求你借着你的话语完全的释放我们。And bring us into the reality of the testimony of Jesus. 带我们进入耶稣的见证的实际里。Dear Lord, our hearts are open to thee. 主啊，亲爱的主啊，我们的心向你敞开。Speak, Lord, thy servants hear it. 主啊，请说你的仆人静听。In thy precious name we pray. 奉你宝贵的名，我们祷告。Dear brothers and sisters. 亲爱的弟兄姊妹们。I always feel very difficult to speak after the Lord's table. 在主的筵席之后，要我说话，我总是感觉非常的为难。Because we have already reached the climax. 因为我们已经达到了高峰。When our hearts are fully taken away from everything else and take wholly to the Lord. 
完全的带到它里面 What else do we need? 我们还需要别的呢? 什么别的呢? But it is our brother's arrangement. 但这是我们弟兄们的安排, and I have to be obedient to them. 我必须要顺服他们. At this concluding time of the conference, 在这个特会结束的时刻, I would like to re-emphasize one thing. 我要再强调一件事情, there is nothing more important than the testimony of Jesus. Because it is the very heart of the eternal purpose of God. All the word of God we find in the Bible is centered upon this theme. God's heart is upon his beloved son. It is his good pleasure to reveal his son in us. Not only as a knowledge, but it is a life. It is the testimony of Jesus being constituted into our very being. It is what our Lord Jesus is becomes what we will be. We will be conformed to his very image. And this is what God really desires. So his son might be the one who sum up all things. The testimony of Jesus itself is complete and perfect. There is no time when there is anything lacking in the testimony of Jesus itself. When before the foundation of the world, God the Father according to his good pleasure, had made a will. And that will is nothing but the testimony of Jesus. And we all know that with God, there is no time and space difference. When 
what he purposed is already fulfilled. 当他定义的时候，那就已经成就了。So the testimony of Jesus from eternity to eternity is a reality. 所以耶稣基督的见证从永远到永远是一个实际。What we are considering this time. 这一次我们所思想的。Recovering. The testimony of Christ. 恢复基督的见证。It doesn't mean that the testimony of Christ needs to be recovered. 并不代表着说耶基督的见证需要我们来恢复它。Because before God, it is an eternal fact. 因为在神的面前，它已经是一个永远的事实。What it really means is simply this. 它真实的意义，简单的来说。That the testimony of Jesus needs to be recovered by the church. 就是耶稣的见证需要借着教会来恢复 God has entrusted the testimony of Jesus to His own church. 神将耶稣的见证交付给他的教会 Not only for the sake of testifying. To it, 不仅仅是为着为他做见证 ，by words， 借着话语 ，but more than that， 比这更多的 ，He wants the testimony of Jesus being so constituted, built in the life of the church. 他要耶稣的见证被组织在。并且从里面建造起来，在教会的里面。That the testimony of Jesus in the church becomes one. 叫耶稣的见证在教会中成为一。And this is something that needs to be recovered. 这是需要被恢复的事。So when we are talking about recovering the testimony of Christ. 所以当我们讲到恢复基督的见证的时候 ，Let us always remember that the testimony of Jesus never changes. 请我们一定要记住，耶稣的见证是从来没有改变过的。It is something not only purpose, but something that has already be fulfilled. 不仅是一个所定的目的，并且也是一个完成的事实。It only talks about its relationship with us. 我们在这里所谈到的乃是他与我们的关系而已。I often wonder, God who knows everything. 我常常稀奇神知道一万有。How could it be that He will ever commit the testimony of Jesus to man? 他怎么可能会把耶稣的见证托付给人呢？ He knows what is man. He knows what will happen to man. He knows what will happen to man. He knows what will happen to man. He knows that if he should commit his testimony to us, how we will spoil it. He knows that if he should commit his testimony to us, how we will spoil it. He knows everything beforehand. 在一切事情发生之前，他就全然的知道。And, and yet, 
he is willing to entrust his testimony or himself to his church. That to me is a great mystery. The only reason we can give it is because God is love. He loves us so much. He wants to give everything to us. And that everything is nothing but His beloved Son. He wants the testimony of Jesus becomes our very being. That we will be able to manifest Christ in everything. That Christ may be glorified in His church. And it is out of that unspeakable love that He committed, as it were, the testimony of Jesus to us. He has enough faith in himself. He is faith itself. Because his being is love, is faith. And out of his own being, he acts. It is not because he does not know us. It is because he knows us so well. But he has faith in himself. He believes that he is able to do the impossible things. So when we talk about recovering the testimony of Christ, let us remember this thing. That no matter what happened to us, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the one who made the impossible possible. So in the restoring of the testimony of Christ in the church, we have to remember this fact. Otherwise, we will be discouraged. But when we look away from ourselves, and look steadfastly 
upon God. We know that it is possible. We The testimony of Jesus is all that Jesus is. And this is committed to the church. Because the church is the body of Christ. The fullness of him who feels all and in all. When you look at the church, the Holy Spirit called it the Christ. You remember in First Corinthians chapter twelve. The body is one but has many members. 正如身子是一个却有许多肢体。There are many members, but one body. 而且肢体虽多,人是一个身体。We all know that this means the church. 我们都知道这是指着教会说的。And yet the Holy Spirit said, This is the Christ. 但是圣灵却在这里说,这是那基督。Because in the church, in the body of Christ, there is neither Jews nor Gentiles. Neither bondmen or freemen. Neither barbarians or Scythians. It is Christ, all and in all. 乃是基督是一切，并且在一切之内。And this is what is meant by the recovering of the testimony of Christ. 这乃是恢复基督见证它的意义。It is not just an individual matter. 它不是一个个人的事情。Of course, there is that individual aspect. We find that in Romans chapter 8. Whom he has foreknown, he has predetermined that they shall be conformed to the image of his son. And this is in a personal aspect. But there is a corporate aspect. And that is to say, in the church, you see nothing but Christ. And that means there is the testimony of Jesus. And that is what the church is supposed to to testify it of. But sadly, we all know, whenever God entrusts anything to man, man always fails him.
You remember even from the very beginning of human history. God created man in his own image according to his likeness. And he gave man the dominion over the birds of the air, the beasts of the field, and the fishes of the water. And he commanded man to till the ground and to watch the garden. And then you find very quickly man fell. You can find this throughout the whole Bible. In the Old Testament time, God commit his testimony to the nation of Israel. And yet Israel failed. And in the same way, God commit the testimony of Jesus to the church. And the church also failed him. So when we talk about recovering the testimony of Christ, how can these impossible things become possible? If it all depends upon us, then it will be impossible. But thank God, when we come to this matter of recovering the testimony of Jesus, we find that it is always God Himself who takes the initiative. You look in the Old Testament time. When Israel failed in its mission. When the temple was destroyed. And they were in Babylonian captivity. How did God recover his testimony? In Jerusalem, the temple was destroyed. The name of God was placed in that temple. So when the temple was destroyed, during that short period, God was no longer called the God of the heavens and of the earth. He was only addressed as the God of the heavens. Because there was no testimony of God upon the earth. 
They were in Babylonian captivity for seventy long years. And they settled themselves in that exiled land. Who initiated the recovery? We find that it was God Himself. How He stirred the hearts of King Cyrus. To proclaim that anyone who wanted to return to Jerusalem and rebuild the house of God, he might go. You will think that all the Jewish people in captivity will rise up and return. But to our surprise, we find that only a remnant return. The Bible tells us how God stirred the spirit of Zerubbabel, Joshua, and other people. And those whose spirit were stirred by God, they were willing to be uprooted, as it were, from their settled place. They had already established their businesses. They had already built their own houses. And yet, when the Spirit of God stirred their hearts, they rose up and returned to Jerusalem. You know, Zerubbabel was born in captivity. He had never seen the temple before. But it was God who stirred his heart. And stir the hearts of some other people. They were willing to be uprooted. And they were willing to brave all the dangers to return to Jerusalem. And you know, Jerusalem at that time was in ruin. Not only the temple was burned, but the houses were burned. From human eyes, there was nothing there. They seemed to be so foolish as to leave plenty into nothing. And their return 
was just for one and one thing only. They went back not for themselves. They went back only for God. They went back to rebuild the temple. That God might have a name upon the earth. They went back to proclaim that God was not only the God of the heavens, He was also the God of the earth. So in like manner, when you come to the New Testament time, our brothers have already told us that the church was in captivity. By captivity it simply means it has abandoned the testimony of Jesus and went into Babylon. They left the purity, simplicity of Christ. And went into confusion and corruption. Now how will God recover the testimony of Christ in His church? We will find the same principle applies. Recovery begins with God. God in His mercy. How His Spirit began to stir up some people. You know, we find it is very strange. When you look into the recovery history of the church, it seems as if that God has His own timing. And when the time is full, God will usually touch one person or a few people. There is the principle of the one and the many. It seems as if God always lay His hand upon someone or someones. And the Spirit of God came to them. Open their eyes. They began to see the vision that they had that has been lost to the church. The church today has, today has lost its vision. 
Without vision, the people perish. What is the vision? The vision is the testimony of Jesus. When we lose the vision, we were in darkness. We do not know where we are. We will be so contented with our present situation. We will be also like the Laodiceans. We will be neither cold nor hot. Uh, we will still think that we have everything. We did not know that we were blind. We did not see what God sees. We did not know we were naked. We did not, we are, we did not have the righteousness in us. We did not even sense our miserableness. Brothers and sisters, it is when the light from God came to us. Someone or a few people, somehow the Spirit of God began to work in their lives. They began to see that they were not in the right place. How did they know they were they are not in the right place? Unless they are shown what is right. In other words, they receive the vision of the testimony of Christ that has long been forgotten. This happened in the Old Testament time. You see that when the whole world had deserted God, became idol worshippers. But there was one person, Abraham, somehow the glory of God, the God of glory, appeared to him in Earth of Chaldea. Brothers and sisters, Without vision, we do not know the difference. Everybody is doing it. We do not realize where we are. But when vision, light, revelation from God comes, and we begin to see that we have been in the wrong place. So you find that in this matter of the recovery, 
God has to take the initiative. And when he begins, he always begins with revelation or vision. And under that vision, you begin to see you have departed. As we have mentioned yesterday, what is declension? Declension is departing from the original. And that is always the beginning. When you read Revelation chapter 2, verse 5, Remember, therefore, whence thou art fallen. How can we remember? It's only when God began to stir our hearts. He began to reveal to us the original vision. He shows us what the testimony of Jesus really is. And only then do we know where we have fallen. And then you find the one or the few who have received that vision. They go through a time of travailing. The Spirit of God began to work in their lives to show them that they have fallen and how they repented because of what they have fallen. It always began in this way. God works in the lives of one or a few. They go, they, they go through deep travailing. And the Lord bring them out. And through their ministry, you find the recovering will begin to spread. So it's always from one to many. And not only that, but when you look into the process of recovery, you find that it always begins small. You know, the human 
heart is, if we want to do something, we have to do something big. 我们知道人的心呢，总是这样。当我们想做什么事的时候，我们总想做大的。I remember I heard someone say，我记得我听过有一个人这样说。I will not open my mouth and testify。我不随便的开口做见证。If I open my mouth, three thousand will be saved。如果我开口的话，至少要有三千人得救。You know this is human nature。你知道这就是人性。but when you look into the history of recovery, you find it always begins small. And it is from small that become great. You remember in the old days, when the remnant returned to Jerusalem. And they began to lay the foundation of the house. And then you find how they were being persecuted. And because of all these problems, the work of rebuilding the temple uh, stopped. And after they have stopped for a number of years, maybe 15 years, and then you find God used two prophets, Haggai and Zechariah. Haggai was an old man. He must have seen the temple in Jerusalem before. Zechariah was a young man. He had never seen the temple before. But God raised these two prophets. And through their prophesying, Zerubbabel and Joshua and the others began to work again. They laid the foundation. They started to build. But while they were in the beginning of their building, some people who have seen the old temple before, the temple built by Solomon, it was so Gorgeous, so beautiful, so glorious. So costly, so costly. But now when these people were working on the rebuilding of the temple, they were few in number. Their resources were very limited. So while they were beginning to build, some began to be disappointed. They would feel that we cannot build a temple as wonderful, as glorious as the former one. If we couldn't do that, why should we spend the time 
And then you find these two prophets how they encouraged them. And Zechariah in chapter 4 verse 10. He said, Do you see this is the day of small things? Do not despise it. Because this is just the beginning. And the whole work will be finished. Uh, it is said by the seven eyes. In other words, by the Spirit of God. And then you turn to Haggai chapter 2. In verses 6 and 7, you find that God will one day shake not only the heavens, not only the earth, but also the heaven. And the latter glory of the house will be greater than the former glory. So, brothers and sisters, in the recovery process of the testimony of Christ, it always begins small. And then gradually you find it becomes great. And for instance, in the history of the recovery of the church, you find there was someone who began to see this matter of baptism. Because at that time you find people were baptized but just by sprinkling. And they even had the wrong teaching there will be baptismal regeneration. So people tried not to be baptized until they were dying. And they were in their deathbed. And they want to be baptized. Because then they will have all their sins forgiven. And they will go to heaven. And you find infants will be baptized. Uh, so that they will be holy. All kinds of strange teachings and practices. But then you find among the multitude there were some people that the Holy Spirit stirred their hearts. They began to see 
the real meaning of baptism. You know, people say, oh, if you believe in the Lord Jesus, you are saved. So why should you be baptized? It was unnecessary. But you remember what our Lord Jesus said? Go to the nations and disciple them. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In other words, baptism had a very important place in our life with the Lord. Even though our sins were washed away by the blood, not by water. And yet that water saves us in the sense that now we are separated from the world. As the children of Israel passed the Red Sea and the Jordan River. When they were in Egypt, they belonged to Pharaoh. By the lamb, blood of the lamb on Passover. They were saved from death. But they had to cross the Red Sea. To be saved from Pharaoh from Egypt. And to belong to Moses. So dear brothers and sisters, some people in the early centuries, God began to open their eyes. They saw the real meaning of baptism. And they began to be baptized according to the word of God. And they were called by Christianity in those days as Anabaptists. And they were persecuted. If you want to be baptized, fine. I will baptize you. They will put a stone around them and throw them into the water. And many died because of their faith. But brothers and sisters, we find today Baptism by emo by immersion. Believers' baptism is a very common thing among God's people. So in the process of recovery, you find it always begin with few and then is spread to many. 
然后传到许多人身上。It always begins with small and then it becomes big. 总是开始的时候很微小,然后才大起来。In the recovery process, you find that everything that concerns the testimony of Jesus recovered in this way. 在恢复的过程中,我们看见 our brother told us that the church is entering into the dark age. What do you mean by dark age? It means that everything about the testimony of Jesus was lost. 关于耶稣见证的每一件事情都失落。At that time, people tried to be saved by marriage. 在那个时候呢，人们呢靠着功德来得救。Even salvation by grace through faith was lost. 甚至呢，因信啊，凭因着信本乎恩的救恩呢，都失落了。Everything concerning the testimony of Christ was lost in the church. That's why we say the church has become a religion. It is no longer a living faith. But thank God. Throughout church history, you will find that how he began to recover one thing after another. So the whole vision, whole revelation of Christ may become the property of the church. The same thing is true. With the breaking of bread. Our brothers have already described how it has deviated from the vision. But thank God how he touched the heart of a few. Oftentimes, you find the recovery of the testimony of Christ in the church begins with the breaking of bread. You remember that during the 18th century, I mean 19th, a few who began to see the breaking of bread. A few in Ireland. In Ireland. There were a few brothers who began to see the breaking of bread. You know, in the early days, when you read Acts chapter 2, verse 42, the believers at the day 
during the days of Pentecost. You find that how they persevered, continued in the teaching and fellowship of the apostles. In the breaking of bread and in prayers. But then the breaking of bread was lost. It became a ritual. There is no longer that livingness in it. And then you find God raised up some people. Again, a few maybe. A few in comparison. Somehow God restored that vision of the breaking of bread. They began to see that this is remembering the Lord. This is exhibiting the finished work of Christ to the world. This is to wait for the return of the Lord Jesus. And they began to break bread together. Not under any official ministers. They just break bread to remember simply the Lord. And then again you find the breaking of bread today has bread. This is the way you find the way of recovery. So the Bible tells us remember wherein you have fallen. And then you repent. Now what is repentance? Repentance is a change of mind. We cannot change our own mind. It is the Holy Spirit who changes our mind. Because He has shown us the right direction. We remember where we have fallen. Repentance is not only to repent the past. We repent to something that is right. And do the thing that you have done first. Now, brothers and sisters, the church in Ephesus, the Lord said, I know your works. They have works already. Now, to return to do the first work, does it mean that we just do the work that we have done before? 
Outwardly, it could be. But inwardly, there is a difference. The inner spring is there. It is not a matter of the outward work. When you do these same work, but with a different spirit, then you find it is living, it is real. So in the recovery of the testimony of Jesus, it has to begin with the heart. What begins within and then it will be expressed outwardly. It doesn't mean that you just repent and you stop there. You have repented. You have known and you have practiced what was right. And that will be a testimony to the world. So, brothers and sisters, when you look into the process of recovery, that is what you find. And then there is another thing we notice. It is the principle of overcomers. You find in the seven letters to the seven churches. At the end of all these seven letters, you find a call for overcomers. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the assemblies, to him that overcomes. Who are the overcomers? The overcomers are only those who respond to the revelation, the testimony of Jesus. That's given. That's why you find in the beginning of every letter there is a revelation of Christ. Overcomers are those who respond to Christ. Whatever Christ has, re- has revealed to him, he obeys. There is no rigid standard of the overcomers. Sometimes we like to ask the question, 
Who are the overcomers? 有的时候我们喜欢问谁是得胜者呢 ？To what extent I reach that I become an overcomer? 我要达到什么样的程度，我才变成一个得胜者呢 ？Dear brothers and sisters， 亲爱的弟兄姊妹 ，There is no rigid standard of overcomers. 对于得胜者，没有一个死板的标准。God does not apply the same standard to everybody. 神不是把同一个标准用在每一个人身上。The only principle concerning overcomers. 对于得胜者的唯一的原则。Whatever God has revealed Christ to you. 神向你所启示关于的基督。You have fully obeyed. 你完全的顺服了。Then you are an overcomer. 那么你就是一个得胜者。To a new believer. 对一个出蒙恩的人。The standard of being an overcomer is different from a maybe sixty years believer. 成为一个得胜者，他的标准和一个已经信主六十年的标准呢是不一样的。If you obey the Lord as you are revealed. Then you are an overcomer. 若是你照着启示给你的主，你顺服他，那么你就是个得胜者。You may be an overcomer for a time. 你可能成为得胜者有一段时期。Just like the people in Philadelphia. 正好像在菲拉铁非的弟兄姊妹们。But they may lose their crown. 但是他们有可能。Because as the Lord begins to reveal Himself more to them, because as the Lord begins to reveal Himself more to them, because as the Lord begins to reveal Himself more The revelation of Jesus Christ surpasses their obedience. Jesus Christ's revelation surpasses their obedience. Then, brothers and sisters, he is no longer an overcomer. 那么弟兄姊妹们，他就不再是个得胜者。So, dear brothers and sisters, 所以弟兄姊亲爱的弟兄姊妹 ，On the one hand, it gives us hope. 一面来说，给我们盼望。I find people asking me the question. How can I be an overcomer? I'm afraid I will never be an overcomer. Look at brother or sister so and so. I will never reach their status. Brothers and sisters, be comforted. As much as the Lord has revealed Himself to you. You have obeyed. 若是你已经顺服了 ，You are an overcomer. 你已经是得胜者。But on the other hand， 但是另一面来说 ，Don't be proud of yourself. 请不要呃自傲 ，Because the Lord may give you more revelation. 因为主要赐给你更多关于他自己的启示。That which you have not obeyed. Then you lose your crown. 那么你就失去了你的冠冕。So brothers and sisters, 所以弟兄姊妹们 ，you find that the overcomer principles is in the New Testament. 所以我们看见了
得胜者的原则在新约圣经中。在旧约里面，乃是渔民的原则。In the Weakness of man. Instead of the whole members in the body of Christ respond to revelation. Probably the majority will not respond to Christ. People love themselves too much. People are so entangled with the things of this world. People became so nearsighted. Therefore, they may follow the Lord to a certain distance and stop. So and brothers and sisters, 弟兄姊妹们, not because of the failure of man, God's purpose failed. He will raise up a few. Those who respond to him absolutely. And through these overcomers, 对这些得胜者, God will accomplish His purpose. Our brother has already said, 我们弟兄也说了, The overcomers do not overcome for themselves. 得胜者不是为着自己而得胜, they overcome for the whole body. They are the first fruits. And when there is the first fruit, it guarantees the harvest. So, brothers and sisters, in this work of recovery, you find that it goes upon that principle. Now, I would like to say something they may surprise you. You may not agree. But this is the way that the Lord seems to say to me. When you read Revelation chapter 12, you find a woman in travail. And then you find the dragon waiting there. The dragon waits there, not for the woman. He waits there for the man child that is going to be born by that woman. 
Without going into details, we know the man child represents the overcomers. Because you find the man child, when he is born, he is immediately taken up to the throne. This is where Christ is. And you find the man child immediately after born being raptured to the throne. Satan's headquarter is in the air. This man Charles is able to go through Satan's headquarter and arrived at the throne. In other words, they were overcomers, they are overcomers. They overcome because of the blood of the Lamb. They are no different than other people. They have their failures. But they know the preciousness of the blood of our Lord. And they overcome the accuser by the word of their testimony. They have the testimony of Jesus. And because they have the testimony of Jesus, when they speak, there is power. They do not love their life even unto death. They are the people who follow the Lamb wherever He goes. And they are the overcomers that are being taken to the throne. I often say they are the welcoming party of the return of the Lord. The Lord is going is coming again. But his coming his parousia, his presence is in two stages. He will from the throne to the air. Unseen. From the air to Mount Olive. Seen by everybody. The sign of his coming. There are two signs. One sign he will come as a thief. Another, he will come like a lightning that shines from east to west. When the thief comes, you do not know when. When he comes, he will steal your treasure. 
He will not turn, he will not steal your garbage. In the presence of the Lord, the coming of the Lord, from the throne to the air unseen. It is from the air to Mount Olive that everybody sees. But you know what happened? After the man child is raptured to the throne, Michael and his angels will fight with Satan and his angels. And Satan and his followers will be thrown from the air to the earth. The air is clear. For our Lord Jesus to descend from the throne with the overcomers to the air. But who will be upon the earth? Because there will be the great tribulation. Brothers and sisters, even though there are different interpretations of the coming of the Lord, I think the fact seems to be clear. The overcomers they represent God's heart for the church. And they will be taken. They are the treasure of the Lord's heart. What if we do not overcome? What if we do not obey? Probably we will be left for the great tribulation. And that is the promise to the church in Philadelphia. The Lord promised that when the time comes, they are no longer there. Because they have been taken. Thank God. Even though during the Great Tribulation, the saints, the believers who remain will go through that Great Tribulation. But thank God. God gave them another opportunity. They can be overcomers through the Great Tribulation. And at the same time, the Great Tribulation is Jacob's trouble. No, the Great Tribulation, the term is for Christians. The term for the Jews 
Jacob's trouble. So both the Christians who remain and the faithful Jews will go through great trouble. So that is the discipline of the Lord. That is God's judgment. In order to purify us. To complete us. That we too may be overcomers. Oh, brothers and sisters. And then when the Lord shall come, appear, everybody will see him. I often feel that the hymns that we sing about the Lord's coming. Oftentimes during those former centuries, they think the whole church will be raptured before the Great Tribulation. And to, to them, what they are waiting for? They are waiting for the trumpet to sound. They are waiting for the great voice. They are waiting for the appearing of the Lord. I often feel it is too late. Brothers and sisters, the Lord is coming. He can come at any time. But when he comes, in the first stage, you do not know it. People will be sleeping. And suddenly he comes. And he steals his treasure away. This is what we are waiting for. Do not think there are more times. All the prophecies concerning his coming has been fulfilled. Of course, there are still prophecies that need to be fulfilled during his coming. And after, after his coming, but brothers and sisters, all the prophecies concerning the coming of the Lord, the beginning of the coming of the Lord, has been fulfilled. It can happen anytime. That's why this theme of recovering the testimony of Jesus is so urgent. Is fully 
realized. Not only among the Christians, also among the Jews, because the twelve gates are the twelve pearls of the name of the tribes of Israel. And the twelve foundations of the twelve precious stones bearing the name of the twelve apostles of the Lord. Everything that God has purposed in eternity past are now being fully realized in eternity to come. But brothers and sisters, remember one thing. When we talk about the New Jerusalem, unfortunately, we are still thinking of ourselves. Uh, we think of ourselves how we can walk on the golden streets. And how can we, how we, uh, Walk by uh, the uh, river of life. And drink of it. Brothers and sisters, you will be surprised. At that time, nobody will think of himself or herself. Everything in that city is the manifestation of Christ. Nobody will think of himself or herself anymore. We will just be filled with Christ. And the testimony of Jesus will be fully realized in eternity to come. We are in the process. And by the grace of God, may we be those who are faithful. That we may be those who follow the Lamb wheresoever He goes. If he goes to the cross, we go to the cross. Because the cross is the way to the throne. So may the Lord show mercy to us. So Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we do praise and thank Thee because Thou hast shown us what's upon Thy heart. Thou want us not only to know about the Lord Jesus, 
Thou want us to be filled with Christ Jesus. That it will be all of Christ and none of self. We do pray, Lord, that our time together this time will not be in vain. That our hearts will be really touched by Thee. And allow the testimony of Christ be our testimony. That Thy purpose may be fully realized in us. And it is all for thy glory. We ask in the name of our dear Lord Jesus. Amen.